Ahoy, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact-finding show. My name is Dan. We're doing three things this week. We've got stuff about food, about turds and about ducks. That's on my end. Mark, what you got? Hello, hello. This week, coffee laws back in the day, tie-dye at the Olympics and just how Google Images came to exist. And a very croaky, tired-sounding Connor is there as well. What you got? Uh, we're going for uh, one of my favourite films and where it all come from. Um, some fresh air, a little bit of fresh air fun. And we are also looking at hotels. It's all on the way. Stick around for a brand new episode of Baffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I don't want to let daylight in upon magic here. I don't want to pull the curtain back too much. But we're recording this show uh, the Monday before it's released. Monday the 12th of July. Uh, Yesterday was the final of the European Championships. We are all English. England lost. So this might be like, which is hence why Connor sounds as he does. This might be like a lower key entry, I want to say. Like, you know, you pay me the big bucks, so... I'm going to do all I can to to summon the energy, to lift us out of the mire. But, you know, while you're listening, stick around for the facts. Energy might be low-key to start. I think that's fair. I got my voice back about 30 minutes ago. And you can still hear it. It's still a bit croaky as well. Far too much shouting at the TV last night. So, uh, yeah, just power through the croak. That's basically the motto of this show. Power through the croak. Power through the croak, yeah. I mean, yeah, it hurts today, doesn't it? It does hurt today. I mean, you, you you are making me sound like I am absolutely fine, which is great. Yeah, that's that's kind of all I need. Your lack of energy is giving me energy. Well, do you know what? I, I I was there was there was moments in my day yesterday of shouting, beer drinking, and celebrations where I thought, hold on a minute, my job requires nothing but voice. There's nothing else I need. I don't even need to be dressed. I could be naked. I just need my voice and nobody would know about it. And unfortunately, that's a complete penetration for 12 hours yesterday. But, you know, we move. We move. Well, let's play pants or no pants. Let's play clothes or no clothes. Mark, do you think Connor is wearing any trousers today? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, he is wearing trousers. All right. Or for, shorts. Um, for the sake of balance, I'm going to say no. He is wearing it. He's just, he just got his... His underpants on with maybe a like a, a t-shirt, a pyjama top on top. I'd probably be sacked if I was wearing no pants right now because I am in actually a studio at work right now. So, yeah, the pants are on. We're fully clothed. Let's get some facts going, shall we? Take it away. What's your first one, Connor? 
Uh, a New Orleans hotel once offered a $15,000 stay to whoever stole the most outrageous item from them. What's the name of the hotel? So, basically, in March of 2019, the Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans, it decided to celebrate the 125th anniversary by offering this free seven-night stay in its presidential suite, they called it, along with complimentary private di- uh, dinners, there were spa treatments, all that amounted to a whopping $15,000. But in order to get this, the prize was only available to the person who returned the most outrageous item ever stolen from the hotel. Did they have to steal it without being noticed? Well, like... If you started, like, walking out with a bed and the portal went, where are you going with that? I'm stealing it for the competition. Did they go, well, OK, OK, please continue? Or did they go, no, sorry, I've caught you. Well, this is the thing. I think it was less of um, it's announced, you know, six months prior to it, you know, get Robin, get Robin, get stealing, and then whoever does the best job wins. I think it was more people that had previously maybe robbed from the hotel cough it up cough it up and there's a reward for it but do you know do you know what i think so great kind of like an amnesty do you know what i think so great about it what connor how have they got track of every single thing that would be from that hotel i mean i could walk in and be like i've got this really expensive pillowcase now nah, they'll know it could have been they'll from the hotel know. you didn't they're never gonna know they'll know also i don't think you're gonna win with a pillowcase <laughs> yeah in there, there is that it's a win-win i think for all involved here like i imagine somehow it's 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 on them to try and get some stuff back you know that maybe they've lost stuff um, a lot of nice stuff has been nicked i mean if it costs you 15 grand to stay there for a week it's a classy mm. hotel uh so good for them also uh loads of people are gonna stay there in the lead up to this to try and nick shit. So that's amazing. They're, like Loads more people are staying there because they think, right, what can we smuggle out? That's a win-win. And also a lovely bit of PR. I'm sure it was featured on, you know, more reputable places. I, think what, I think what I love uh, as well is... Nice little win-win-win. Is, is the, is, you know, whenever facts like this come, I always think about the process, the build-up, the lead to it. You know, How did we come to this decision? And what I love about it is, can you imagine like the marketing meeting or whatever for the hotel? They're sitting there, they're they're thinking of what's the next thing we do? How do we how do we how do we do something? And then you know the apprentice steps forward and goes, "I've been doing admin for the past two years. We've had a lot of shit stolen." <laughs> it's like right, okay, we'll get everyone to return it if they win with the most expensive item, fifteen grand stay. There we go. So this is the question. The question now, which proves how much research you've done to this thing, who won? What did they return? Couldn't find it out. Would love to be able to know. Couldn't find it out. <laughs> oh, you've led us up the garden path. Yeah, no, I can... that's all. That's all. That's all anyone wants but, to know. But do you know what? I think this is a great, um, uh, a great scenario of just let your mind be what it is. Whatever you imagine it to be, allow it to be that. I think it makes it funner. Jessica, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. We don't need much to it. Mark, what do you think is the most outrageously expensive item you could steal from an expensive hotel that would win you this prize? Some kind of fancy lamp. Fancy lamp. I like it, Dan. Because you've got to think about what you can sneak out. And I think that fits in a suitcase. But, no, but, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it needs to fit in a Dan? suitcase. I reckon, you could, I reckon you could probably, going along with the light theme, you could probably go bigger. You could probably take a chandelier, I think, and, and kind chandelier. of squash it down. Because they're, they're, because they're very foldable, here. aren't they? That's the point in a chandelier. They're very foldable. I think you could probably... You could probably pilfer a chandelier. Somehow. I think. So yeah. I think it's like 
gold items. You know, like um, sometimes they have like the I gold. Mean, the hotel's posh. I'm not convinced the hotel's that posh. No, but you know, sometimes they have like gold cutlery or whatever. Like you could probably nick a cutlery set for like a table of six, and that could amount to maybe some quite expensive value. So I, I think maybe that will like or something ridiculous like a a, a gold plated toilet brush. Something they've put in there that's a little bit fancy. You know, it's like Ross from Friends, isn't it? If you're a friend, if you're a Friends fan, you know, where he just robs everything in the hotels, <laughs> just takes everything there to get his money's worth. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you, if you if you had gone to all the effort to nick a chandelier, and then someone's taken you know th- three forks that were gold with like platinum plating and it turns out they were worth 500 grand each or something and you get beaten I'm by all, a couple of four. Definitely. I'm, all, I'm also as well, like what, what I'm loving about this is, you know when you sit down for your buffet breakfast and you get chatting to the families around you, like you do when you're on another day, conversating around the pool, it's like, oh, so, um, you know, what made you come to this hotel for a stay? Oh, well, a couple of years back, I uh, <laughs> I robbed a couple of plates and uh, I coughed it up for this for this award. <laughs> um, Mark, you're one with the admin. Uh could you start like a dictionary of fantastic words that Connor just comes up with? Like I'm a big fan of them because that's what language does. But conversating there, I've never heard conversating is not a word. I really enjoy it. It should be a word. Stick it in the dictionary. The dictionary of Connor. Uh, right, Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Uh, coffee was so important in Turkish culture that under 15th century law, a woman had the freedom to divorce her husband if he did not provide her with enough coffee. Oh, this is just absolutely f***ing brilliant, isn't it? Tell me more. How okay. do I get involved? So, I mean, here, here's the other thing. It swings and roundabouts when it comes to back in the day Turkish history. Because by the 17th century, they were so, <laughs> they, they were on, so on, intent on. on eradicating coffee that the consumption of coffee could get you killed. I think that is the, the, uh, the peak of everything, that sentence there. Please say it. What is it? Swings and roundabouts swings going and back roundabouts in Turkish history. With, with Turkish history and coffee. Absolute swing and roundabouts, mate. I love it. I love it. I love it. What a fact. Do you remember in the last show, we had a, a brief discussion, I don't know if it made it to air, uh, about your the way you deliver your facts? Uh, yeah, vaguely, yeah. I, I tend to zone out most of the stuff you I've say. got to say, you have, you have listened and you have learned, my Thank friend. Thank you very much. You know, the first thing, a woman could divorce her fella over coffee. Bam. And a hundred years later... You'd get killed if you drank the stuff. I wonder, I'd love to know the tipping point of when, like, when coffee went from being everyone's favourite thing to the thing that could get you murdered. Like, yeah. What, how did that I start? Don't know. I who think, decided I think that? It who was, was in charge? I thought, you know what, I hate this thing. really, really hated coffee to the point that, like I said, it was a capital offence to drink it. He would walk the streets disguised and then just decapitate anyone on the spot who was drinking coffee. Like, you're not, you're not getting around my rules. I see you there in the Starbucks queue. Gone. I think one of my favourite things from Baffled as an overall, you know, coming up to over a year, is the complete and utter nonsense <laughs> that we have found the world to be with things that happen in the world. I mean, like, you've got, you know, b- 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 maybe dying for drinking coffee, cats that have been mares, you know, like, it really, you know, three-year-olds that have run towns in America. How you've got, do these you've got very stuck happen? on the mayoral theme there. Of three facts you've named yeah. in the last year, two of which are different people being mares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one a cat, one a toddler. This, like, I, I like coffee. I, I know that you two like coffee. What is this fascination with coffee through history? A few weeks ago, we had the thing about the dude from Prussia, Frederick the Great, and he had a tax on coffee, 
Uh, it was quite a high tax and he hired coffee sniffers who would go around mm. trying to sniff out people that were making it illegally. Like, what is it with this absolute obsession with foreign people, well, people from history I and think, coffee? I think when you go back in the day, I think coffee was quite a luxury commodity. So actually, in terms of trading, in terms of all of that, I think it's worth quite a lot, especially in, t- in the Turkish culture where... You know, they take the coffee, they put it with lots of spices as as well and make this like incredibly rich, aromatic coffee. So I think I think luxury has something to do with it. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll have, you know, a couple of cups of that a day. But in the past, big business. Oh, no, it's no Nescafe Zero, though, is it? Fantastic coffee. Uh, Connor, what you give me some give me some coffee opinions to finish this bit with. Or, or, or no, I think, opinions. I think that, well, I think that uh, when it comes to co- coffee itself, the reason that it is the way that it is is because of what my, I, I agree. I think coffee's so popular, isn't it? There's such a big market for it. I think back in the day, it was probably seen as a, you know, your tea bags were your working class and your coffee was f- for the princes and princesses. That's how I maybe see it. And it was probably quite, I, I am guessing here, but it's probably quite quite rare as well in certain countries because, mm. you know, you still can't grow it here in the UK, for example. Like, you, you we're not going to get good coffee beans here. So you have to be somewhere with the right climate, with the right way to do it. So if Turkey's one of those places, then it probably wants to hold on to most of its goodness. Also, and I'm, I'm not sure, but sultans, all sultans from the past, like, sound like they do ridiculous stuff, don't they? You know, like like sultans. Yes. It, it just, like, it's obviously a very important word in some cultures. I'm sorry if I'm offending you. Uh, but they just like, if you're a sultan... It sounds like you can get up to some some proper stuff and get away with it. This guy was Sultan Murad IV, a ruler of the Ottoman Empire. Right, here we go. My first fact of the show. Love this. There is a museum in Australia completely dedicated to animal poo. Do you know what they call it? Pooseum. My word. The Pooseum. Exactly. There is a there is a museum. It's in Richmond, Tasmania. Uh, it's a whole museum dedicated to animal crap. Big old pile of crap. I can give you some poo facts if you'd like. Sometimes you just really want to stay out. You do. In Sardinia, poo cheese is a delicacy. They eat cheese, I guess, made or flavoured by poo. Uh, in Australia, you can get a facial. Stop it. You can get a facial of poo. As in they will they will manic they'll do your face with poo. There's coffee poo too. What? There is coffee poo too. Linking in with our fat before, just to let you know or, this. Or coffee, this, this poo coffee. Oh, is it? Yeah, poo coffee. Okay. Um, it actually comes out of an I mean, animal's bum. I'm doing Co- all this. There's, there's not a cup of coffee you get that comes out and has a shit next to you. No, that's, a, that's no. a coffee poo. I'm annoyed. I'm doing all this. Like I could make these facts last for a few episodes. Um, here we go. Uh, termites get killed by deadly farts. Yes, please. Look, I know this is a bit childish, mm. but the thing's called Pooseum. What do you want me to do with it? It's in Australia. Go and check it out. I really want to go. Um, I feel like if you told me there was a Pooseum, I would need one guest to tell you where it was. Yeah. I'd need I a like sniff hole. very Australian thing. I'd need a sniff hole, 100%, if I'm in the Pooseum. I hope, like, you know, they have the interactive bits in museums where you may be, you're able to feel what it would feel like or something like that. They need a sniff hole so you can get full waft of what the shit smells like. That would be elite interactive levels of the Museum of Pooseum. I don't think anyone else could have made that sounded quite as sordid and seedy as you did there. Like, oh, look, I need a, 
I need a sniffle. I need a sniffle. Mm. Uh, Ethan yeah. on Google Give says... Give me a sniffle. Ethan on Google says it's the best place ever. So there you go. Candy on Facebook says well, it's super I mean, engaging. Hey, it, it, often when I go places, I do look to see if Ethan has left a review because he is the I've, most trusted of all the I've got to be honest with you. World. You know, if we look at the tagline, Poozium is the best place in the world, you are almost certain that the name of that person is probably something like Ethan. So it makes sense. I am really upset if they don't have the tagline of Poozium. Yeah, I mean, here we go. If you're listening, if you're listening and you need any advertising advice, marketing, you know, things to really sell Poozie and Mark is your man. He's got it all there. He's got it all going on. The thing with it is, is it's out of the way. You know, it's on Tasmania, which is the island at the bottom of Australia. Like, you have to really go somewhere to go to this Poozie. I'd like it to be in a place where, where, where it could be more visited. I think that's the only way I could improve the Poozium. Well, it makes sense why it's there, because it's obviously a very small place, isn't it? This whole Was it Tasmania, did you say, Dan? I did. So they've probably got nothing that's contributing to their little, you know, individual economy or whatever. So they're like, what can we do that is really, really unique? There you go. We'll get loads of shit. We'll put it in a museum. We'll just sell tickets yearly. Wonderful. Bish, bash, bosh. There you go. Got, got your head of marketing, Connor, on the case there. Let's just get some shit, stick it in a museum. We'll see how we get on. Yeah. Sounds like most museums in London. Uh, Connor, give me your second fact of the show. Did you know that a Canadian company once started selling fresh air in a can? Uh, what was it called? Was it just called Fresh Air in a Can? So it's called Fresh Air in a Can. Basically, it was a Canadian company. It was $20 a can. And the reason for this was because air pollution in China, the capital, was so bad. Uh, and they started doing it and shifting it over to China. And, uh, yeah, and people in, in China were buying fresh air in a can for a mere $20. How would they distribute the it? How did they, how did they, well, how did they, how, how, what would you do with your can of fresh air? Would you sniff it? Was it would you get in your sniffle? What would you do? A few problems here for me. Number one, where's your licensing check if that's the right thing? You know, like if you, if you buy yourself a piece of gold, you usually have like something there that's like, this is certified gold. How am I knowing this is fresh air? How am I... I mean, you, you could just fart in a can, couldn't you? And name it as fresh air. $20, bit steep. And yes, most importantly, what are the Chinese doing with it? Are they just opening it up and just having a big sniff and then closing it? I, I, I can't really get my head around this. Mm. I, I can't believe they... They must have come up with a better name from it than fresh air in a can. Yeah, you'd hope so. But hey, maybe if there's anything at the Chinese market, just make it literal. Mark, if there is anybody on this podcast right now that can reel off a name for what this could be, it's you. You've come up with, you know, a day out. We've had tremendous other ones from you for the last year. Now is your actual time to do it. What have you got? Fresh air in a can. Canadian company. I've got, I've, 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 I've got nothing because I'm just baffled by the whole idea. Because what the heck are you meant to do with it? Because as soon as you open the can, let's assume it's a can like a... Uh, I mean, like, if it's a can with a tin opener, right... So one piercing of it, fresh air's gone. It's all gone. By the time you escaped. But a, if it's like a Coke a, can, like, put it open, boom, escaped straight away. It's gone. That's the point to like, it, though, isn't what it? What is the point of it? Because the air is so dirty, that the, the, this Canadian company says, uh, they surround themselves with this air, so they probably buy a few, open them up. But how big are the cans? Can you imagine it? Like, you know how people smoke weed and they, like, hotbox a shed in China? It's like, listen, do you want to come over mine on a Friday night? We're just going to hotbox this shed with fresh air. We've got air. Just got load oxygen. it up. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> load it up. But, yeah, also, if it's a tin opener, Mark, by the time you've actually opened the whole thing, you've lost all the air in it because well, a tin yeah, exactly. opener isn't the easiest of things to do. It's just... Yeah, it's completely and utterly... I mean, so far, this... 
this episode, we've proved that the world is just a ridiculous place. How is it? How how is it a sustainable business? <laughs> that's God. Peter that's, Jones here. Well, no, it's a, no, it's like, a, no, no, no. It's a perfectly sustainable business because they've got they've got a buyer and they've got endless supply. Endless supply. They don't need to make the fresh air. They just hold it up in the air. You know, imagine well, yeah, waft it around a bit, and, but, and, and it's a perfectly sustainable is, business. Who is buying this? Going, this will help. I know. Well, the, you know what? You know what people in Asia are like for, for like new tech stuff. For they're, they're all over it. They can't get enough of the stuff. Or is it a little bit like a Febreze can with like a? Let's see, like you can spray it out. Because if you can spray it out, it makes a bit more sense. Because I feel like even Connor's girlfriend will want one of those after he's let off one of his IBS farts. Cool, we're clutching here. here, aren't we? We now, we get to a point with facts that I love, and we we're like, right, where where can we go? And now we're talking about my sh- fresh air cans for my girlfriend. I love it. Well, yeah, it's just gonna stink so much. Just get the fresh air out, blow a bit of fresh air around on well, it, it. You know, I tell you what, it looks to be in an aerosol, so it looks like See, it's that an I air can freshener. Understand more, but instead of an air freshener, it's 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 fresh. It's, I mean, it's literal. It's I'm a literal air freshener. It. You can, I'm, I'm tell you what, you can buy you can buy air from like the Alps and stuff. Like it's not just Canada that's doing this. Like you can buy air from anywhere. I'm all over. I'd love a bit of American air. There's always something about the the, the warm, dewy smell that I, I'd want to buy. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, after the breakup of the USSR, the Lithuanian basketball team couldn't afford to participate in the '92 Olympics. So an American rock band, The Grateful Dead, funded their expenses and sent them a box of tie-dye outfits in Lithuania's national colours. The team went on to win bronze. Big fan of The Grateful Dead. I read something about them recently that they were going to... Uh, they, they have people hold up... Uh, I think deaf people hold up balloons at their concerts so they can feel the vibrations of the music through the balloons. That's Amazingly clever. bad ideas. Love all of them. Absolutely love them all. So they were, they were t- what, their, 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 their gear was tie-dyed? It was tie-dyed, yeah. You know the horrific tie-dye style of yeah, top various man. different colours? Top yeah. man sale. Full kit. Yeah, top man sale. Full, Full kit, kit tie-dye. Nice. Mm. I like it. I like it. Full tie-dye kit. I'd, well, I'd perform well in a tie-dye kit. Would you? Yeah. Colourful, happy. You know, spot the other players. I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm all over it as well. Unless everyone was tie-dyed and then you wouldn't know who was on your team. It would be an absolute mess. I'm, I'm all over a bit of tie-dye as well. I think it's very happy. Mm. Are, are you not, are you, I like a bit of tie-dye. Like being happy, I feel Mark? like Dan's a tie-dye no. wearer as well. Tie-dye. I feel like Dan's definitely got a tie-dye number in the, in the wardrobe. Mm, I might do. I'm not sure. I can, not mm. off the top of my head. It's, just, it's a tough day for remembering things. I uh, bet you as well there was someone like me on the Olympic committee that went, well, if if you're doing a tie-dye shirt, then actually all the shirts won't be identical, so that's not a team uniform, so I'm not sure uh, we can allow that. You know what, it's the that first thing that jumped to my head as well. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. It's the first thing that if, if uniform, by definition, has to be uniform, and if and yeah. the, by definition of being a tie-dye, it ain't tie-dye. uniform. Absolutely. There we go. See, we've just proved it wrong, haven't we? We've just we've We've done what we do best there. Nonsense. Also, the fun thing is that they're all really tall. They'll all be really, really tall. So they w- would look like tall, tall people in funny things like that look funnier than most. So a, a, a bunch of, you know, and they're Lithuanian, they're Eastern European. So a bunch of quite tall, tough looking ex-Russians in their tie-dye would be something I'd like to see. Can you imagine mm. just like flicking on the TV going, oh, I wonder what's on the Olympics today. Oh, basketball. What the f*** is going on here? 
What a way to finish. What a way to round up. <laughs> Did you know Oklahoma has an official state meal? The only state that has an official meal. The meal, uh, if you ate the whole thing, would have 2,700 calories in there, 125 grams of fat, so much sodium, loads more than you're meant to have every day. Um, and there's a lot of delicious food in this. I mean, I can't eat any of it. It's not vegetarian, really. But uh, how's about this? Uh, Connor, you like your, 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 your Southern American stuff. Yeah. Uh, you get barbecued pork, chicken fried mm. steak, sausages mm. with biscuits and gravy. Very American thing. Mm. Then with your veg, you get black eyed peas. Mm. Then what? Just come out and sing you a song. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we, I, I, I even I left a pause there for you. I, I left yeah, a I know, pause. I you could you couldn't come up with yeah. a better pun than um, they come out and sing you a song, do they? <laughs> <laughs> do they have a feeling? Do they? <laughs> um, corn fried Mark, okra. Mark. Fried I mean, it's okra. good to know that they understand what vegetable is, though, because it sounds like Mark on the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, sounds like Mark's Super Bowl menu, literally. Much, yeah, I just look at Oklahoma State meal and go, I have a bit of that. Have you ever Wait, had biscuit? Have we had this before? The Oklahoma State vegetable is the watermelon, which is a fruit. Yeah, I think we've had that. Which yeah. is safe to say, safe to say that Oklahoma, when it comes to food, is a bit confused. But I kind of enjoy it. So, so much yeah. of these podcasts nowadays are we promise new facts, but they're actually us trying to remember if we've done these facts before. Uh, grits. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, is yeah, apparently grits a vegetable, squash, then you get cornbread, yeah. and for dessert you have pecan pie and strawberries. That is the Oklahoman state, Oklahoman state uh, meal. What's amazing with it is, is you know, they've just taken the best things, aren't they? You know, what meat do we want? All the meat. I want pork, I want steak, I, I want chicken, I want sausage, I, I, think want the, I want it all. I think the issue here for me is it, it absolutely screams <laughs> an indigestion. There isn't anything there that seems pleasant for someone like me i'm i'm finishing in bad ways situations the sweats you know the next day is dodgy for me corner has ibs corner has ibs but it bloody well works when it comes out the other end <sighs> there's nothing there that's helping break food down there's no fiber that is just categoric shit food you got you got a bit of corn you got a bit of corn in there what what's ragging me off is it just makes me Ragging think, me off. Like, you. I live in... We live in London. And, like, we, there's nothing interesting or quirky about London like this. You know, like, this came through the actual 41st Oklahoman legislature. Passed uh, in about 19... In the mid-1980s. Like, that's like... Imagine them sitting there thinking, did. oh, we need a state meal. We've gone through all these American state laws before, you know, like if you uh, hold your nose, you get sent to prison, that kind of crap. Like, where we live, there is nothing fun and quirky. And that's, it's, it's pissed off at the moment. Like, I want some fun quirkiness where I live and I ain't getting it. I think London's full of quirky funness. No, it's not like this. There's no, like, there's not a state meal that everyone's, hey, it's Oklahoma meal day and everyone eat your, your grits and your gravy and your pork and I mean, your cornbread th- and your pecan pie there and are your black eyed peas. Laws still, though. Sorry? There are still some ridiculous laws in the UK. Oh, are we really going down this path? Uh, I, th- I think one... Well, I, think, I, th- I believe that you are still not allowed to wear a suit of armour into the Houses of Parliament. That's still a law. So My point is that, though, yeah, that had kind of practical value, didn't it, back in the day? Whereas this was just for fun. And I'm missing the fun. Okay. Yeah. Right, so we need to think of a state meal for Dan. 
Tofu. Yeah, that's all I can really have. Mm. Do you think that we just gave up at the point that Scotland chose the unicorn as their national yeah, animal? That- they went, right, let's go through what each of our national things are going to be. So we're going to do animals, we'll do some foods, we'll do some ridiculous laws. Right, Scotland, starting with you, national animal, unicorn. Right, you <laughs> f***ed it straight off, Scotland. No more. You can't have any of this. But isn't the Welsh one a dragon? Yeah, still yet more believable than a unicorn. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more with you on that one, Mark. Connor's had enough. Did you hear that? Connor's had enough. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Call it a f***ing day before. Yep, that's that. Well, this thing, I have, to, I have to, without being rude, say, can we stop talking about laws? Because we're going to end up in a hole here talking about British law. And just, just, no. And this is exactly what everyone sounded like when Scotland chose the unicorn. <laughs> If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. It's time for the section of the show that has now become known as the admin section. You can always get in touch, info at baffledpod.com, at baffledpod on TikTok and Instagram. We're coming up with a new routine for that, so we might p- post more regular content in your feed. Pay attention. Connor, anything dropped to your side of the desk? Yeah, hello to Harp. Been in uh, touch before, but he's, he's, a, he's a listener. He said, morning, bud. Uh, as as always, I'm loving Baffled and Connor Explains, although a few bits about the curry episode. 
He said, firstly, British Indian cuisine has been created by Bangladeshi immigrants, which is why it's so different to Indian cuisine. Uh, also, Indian cuisine is so widely varied, it's almost like saying European food is one thing. There are so many people, religions, cultures and cuisines in the Indian subcontinent. Interesting. He said, I reckon it would be good to do a Connor Explains episode on India to show this if people want it. Cheers, mate. Harp. Keep it up. I like that. I'm surprised it's been read out, mate. I'm surprised you've read that out because it's, it's an email slagging off your lack of research. Yeah, but we, we slag off my lack of research. Harp's just on the bandwagon too. Okay, fine. Harp, thank you so much. Info at bafflepod.com is the place to go. I think you'll be very, very lucky to get an entire Connor Explains episode about the whole of India. Mm. Very, very lucky there, I'd say. He'll watch... You know, Bend It Like Beckham, and they'll be like, right, I've done it. That's it. That's my research done. He watched watch the five-minute Netflix trailer of Bend It Like Beckham, I would assume. Yeah, probably, yeah. Right, Connor, give us your third fact of the show. Okay, so the Avengers actually originated from a Jewish assassin group. Yeah, Mark's interested. I Instantly saw this. tell me more. So the Avengers was a name given to a group of Jewish assassins who hunted Nazi war criminals after World War II. They poisoned 2,283 German prisoners of war and they were known as the Avengers. I like that. I, I, feel, a bit, I feel a bit ropey making any kind of light comment about this. <laughs> like yeah, making any it, kind it, of it's gag. It's uh, interesting ground to be on, isn't it? Um... I never knew that's where it came from. And that is yeah, all I will say on this matter. Yeah, I think <laughs> the thing is right that, now... That's an interesting thing. The way to look at it, right, <clears throat> it's a great fact. But we're at a stop sign right now. We're in the car. There's four avenues we can go down. All of which end badly. So it's best yes. to just take the moment. We're in the car right now. We look at each other and we go, hmm, it's a good view. And we move the f*** on. It's a good view. I think Let's leave this car here and get in a new one. Absolutely. I think for the point of, of uh, appreciating the view, just just read that read that fact out one more time. Okay, final time. Okay, the Avengers was a group of Jewish assassins who hunted Nazi war criminals after World War Two. They poisoned two thousand two hundred eighty-three German prisoners of war, and they were known as the Avengers. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Jennifer Lopez led to the creation of Google Images. Okay, let me send a picture to you, Connor, on WhatsApp. Dan, oh, did we, we have a similar fact recently with the Janet Jackson? Yeah, Janet Jackson, Jackson nip, and her boob nip slip, slip was uh, her nip slip was the reason that YouTube began, and the reason that Google added the image function was because so many people were searching for J Lo at the 2000 Grammy Awards. They were inundated with searches for the picture with such an iconic look, which Connor Knight is about to explain for us. Yeah, you see, look, this is the thing, okay? She's, it, it, it's just appreciating beauty. There's nothing creepy about it. I understand it. You know, she's wearing a dress like that. She looks like she does. It's just so enjoyable, isn't it? She's just beautiful. Mate, like a goddess. For the, look for, at her. For the point, pa- paint paint so, a picture yeah, for the listeners, the point, Connor. Yeah, the point is, Connor... Not everyone listening can look at her, so we're going to need your full descriptions. My first question is, how is it staying on? How are they not popping out? Okay. Describe to us, Boot Connor. Descrip- description Boot here. The, the highest button on the dress is below the belly button. Yes. The highest that- button on the dress is just about hiding, you know, the, the, the foo-foo. Yeah. 
I was about to say fufu as well. I was trying it's to think of what I could say that wouldn't get beeped, and I believe fufu it's a statement. will not get beeped. I think I, looking at it, I reckon she's got some very, very, very strong duct tape on her nipple to protect, to hold it against that dress, so that that doesn't catch a little bit of wind and blow slightly to the left. Because if that happens, uh, yeah. We're I mean, you joke, you joke, but I'm fairly certain that that is how it's staying there. That there is there is such a thing as boob tape. That will there is be such a thing as boob tape holding her dress in place. I mean, she really is just a magnificent-looking woman, isn't she? So the depressing thing yeah, is, this that's... is 2000, right? <clears throat> I could genuinely believe that that was taken yesterday. Yeah, like she, she does, still she... looks like that. She gets sexier with age. That's what I love. Let's um. Yeah, I don't, this podcast is not just three men going, oh, look, oh, look at this. Uh, yeah, look, very attractive. She's wearing it very well. What, the, most, the confidence to pull that off. Oh, so it's from the 2000 Grammys. Go and Google image it. That's why Google image was created. That's the fact. Go and look at it. She just knows. Like, you can see it in her eyes. She's like, yeah, and what? Yeah. yeah. And so, so what? Be- before this picture... You didn't like you went into Google and you'd search Jennifer Lopez Grammys and you'd have to f- click on a link to a web page to then see if the picture was in there. Because they were so many searches for Jennifer Lopez Grammys image, that's when they then added the image function so you could just search and find the image instantly. Because you didn't care what they wrote about, you just wanted to see the iconic look. Not because you're a creepy man, just because you wanted to respect how good she looked and how well she pulled it off. And probably it was just the conversation of, oh my God, have you seen Jennifer Lopez? Last fact of the show, the national game of Argentina, the national sport of Argentina, I should say, uh, is a game called pato, which translates as duck. It's kind of like polo on horses where they chuck a ball through a big net. Uh, It's called duck because it used to be played with a duck. They got the duck, charged around on horseback and chucked it through a net. I was about to to question where the duck came into this, whether they were, whether the duck was the ball or whether the duck was the horses. Because I'll be honest, that's an incredibly different game that I would watch. So it's kind of a cross trying to ride on the back of a duck. It's kind of a cross between Quidditch and animal abuse. Yeah, pretty much like now, now it's with a, with a ball that's kind of wrapped up. So it does actually look a lot like a quaffle. Uh, But now, uh, but back then, Back in that their day, it was called. Well, it was played with a duck. Juego del Pato, duck game. They threw a duck, a live duck, through a hoop, and like, and they had to stop it, obviously, with animal cruelty, quite rightly. But I love the fact that people would have been annoyed about that they stopped it because people are always annoyed about something. Yeah, don't you dare yeah. take our ducks yeah. away from us. You, you, like the, like you have the tops of Argentina. You've stopped animal abuse. You, you stopped throwing ducks through <laughs> through hoops. I'm not here for this anymore. You, you t- have taken away my right to throw a duck, but to my friend on another horseback. Uh, Pato has been banned several times during its history because of violence, not just violence to the duck, but also uh, quite a lot of knife fights were started halfway through a game. And a few people were were Because sometimes whacking this. a duck just isn't enough to to fulfil your violent urges. You just go, you know what? F*** it. I'm going to start stabbing people. Yeah. So, I, I want to watch this. It combines elements of both polo and basketball. I mean, I'll watch it now. Sure. I'll watch the old version with the duck. I really hope, you know, like the soft toys you buy for like dogs where when they like bite it and it, get, it like squeaks. I really hope that when they hit the ball, it just quacks. Yeah, like a little, like a little tone of it, like just a little hint that this is this is the brutality that this sport was founded upon. 
just to, just to remind you, just to remind you with a little quack. I think that's it for this episode of Baffled. I think you'll agree we've managed it. We've pu- we've pushed through what is hangovers and utter heartbreak and hoarseness. So thank you very much for listening. What have we learned? Well, there is nothing more menacing than some big old bulky Eastern Europeans in tie-dye. Uh, there is always a buyer, even for your fresh air. And for a really crap day out, uh, go with Mark Heads to the Puseum in Richmond, Tasmania. I'm very, very, very excited to go next time I'm over there. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon. Remember, Friday, we've got Connor Explains. Any idea what you're explaining this week for us, Con? Unsure as yet. Stay tuned. It's coming. Okay. Make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. Info at baffledpod.com. That's where you get in touch. And we will see you Friday. Bye. Just throwing it out in the dark as well. You can put this at the end, Adam. If anyone is near the Tasmania or whatever and the poo place, just take a picture of you and your badge in front of it. Ta. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.